Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network ticking away into another episode of 24. We're in day three still, episode 11, nearly halfway through. Although we're about to get to midnight and it's still not quite there yet. Uh, this first aired on the 27th of January 2004, day after Australia Day. Yay! Uh, it was written by Joel Cernow and Michael Losev, directed by John Kazar, production number 3AFF11, uh, Nielsen rating 8.3 slash 11. Uh, just to clarify the details, we always get told off and never clarifying the production number, so there you go. Um, and it's, a, it's another interestingly decent episode of 24 that I'm looking forward to talking about. My name is Ben, and I must warn you, Colin, it's a big one. And my name is Colin, and on any other issue, I'd bend over backwards to help you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I've a lot of fits quotes together perfectly this week. Me yeah. too. Um, why have I written, instead of Ramon, I've written ramen? Um, maybe I just wanted some noodles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Um, I like this episode. This is good. It's got a great cliffhanger, possible top five moment. Um, Sherry's being Sherry. I love Sherry versus Wayne. That's kind of cool. Um, Amador's getting a bit more involved with his cloudy green snot in a tube. There's a baby still. We'll get over that pretty quickly. And apparently people like to kiss for about eight minutes and Sherry only lives around the corner from this hotel. So there we go. I think we've covered everything. Uh, you left out that she was dressed in her evening wear, uh, at 11 o'clock at night as well. (laughs) Who is Uh, in right now? I think this is another decent episode of 24. I would not go as far as to call it anything above decent because very little happens other than Jack kissing Nina for about eight minutes straight. Uh, it's not episode. bad. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Nothing happens 24. It's it's decent. Nothing happens 24. But let's be honest, it is a lot of nothing happens 24. I still think it's like it's one of these ones where, yeah, maybe nothing happens, but I guess it's just, it's tense, the stuff that happens. Like, I mean, the Palmer drama show, we'll get that over and done with quickly. Like, again, I still question the fact that this is the President of the United States just chilling in this hotel room, having back and forth phone tag with Catherine Hepburn. Um, and and then basically Sherry sorting around in her evening gown. That's about it. Um, we continue this trend of people in 24 getting shot and then basically being fined five minutes later. Chase got shot in the hand and he's carrying a gun. Jeez. Uh, I want to oh, be whatever. Look, look, don't, don't gloss over the best line that Chess has in this entire season where the guy's like, you need medical attention. He goes, I was shot in the hand, but I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> that is not dialogue in an episode. <laughs> but like, I mean, what have we had? Tony got shot in the neck. Fine. Chase got shot in the hand. Fine. 
Jack was addicted to heroin, took a pill, fine. Um, like, we know that What's-Her-Face isn't really dead in the back of that truck. She's fine. She'll, she'll be up and running. And she'll, she's president next season, spoiler alert. Um, but got shot in the hand. Um, so Chloe's got a baby. And gasoline she's, poured on it. Chloe's got a baby. She's got to go do some work and Kim's a babysitter. Are we done with that storyline for this week? <laughs> so stupid. I, I, I will say like I, I still don't know whether I hate Chloe or love love because I hate Chloe. But going back to Chappelle and Chloe's arguments over this, you got to at least love where Chappelle could go. Chloe, I warned you, you're out of here. And she goes, "It was a verbal warning only. No, 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 verbal only. It needs to be written next. I have not received a written warning. I'm still allowed to be here." I, I, I really want people who complain about season nine emo Chloe being all depressed for that season. Remember the storyline with the baby, <laughs> to which the whole plot of this is she's sitting there doing work and she calls Kim and is like, "Oh, Kim, I've got to go call division. I've got to call Frank in accounts, and you look after the baby." And then like Chappelle's just like, "Grr, bad baby," and Tony's like, "What the hell is that?" And Michelle's like, I was like, you deal with it, Michelle. Like, sexist, just because they're women, they're going to deal with a baby. <laughs> like, I, mean, I wanted what? her to be like, excuse me. <laughs> but then it's just like, Michelle goes up there, just like, Chappelle's like, you're out of here, Chloe, you're fired. <laughs> you're, you're, you're on the give bench. Give me your badge. <laughs> give me your badge, give me your gun. To which Michelle's like, Chappelle, um, no one else can do her job. What is it with CTU just hiring people that are so expensive? They've got so many moles in this bloody place. You think they've always got a backup ready to go, but no, like, oh, Chloe, got to keep the baby. And then I just love how Chloe's like, can't do my work with my baby. And Chappelle's just like, nah, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I love Kim's direction. And what? And just the editing of it. Like, I mean, there's a bit more to CTU around this, but like, I just... Fuck, this is dumb. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't even... I, I'm Right now, I'm liking this less than the cougar and less than the amnesia. I'm sorry. This is just so stupid. Yeah, you know, uh, we definitely have teased this coming in, not even necessarily on Chloe's part, but uh, we are talking about, oh, yeah, th- there's definitely worse things to come with Kim. And I even said well, with Kim getting kidnapped again, I was like, yeah, but it's going to get worse with Kim. This is what it is. <laughs> Kim is a babysitter. Uh, they've officially run out of ideas. Uh, I do like that Kim's like really bad with the baby. <laughs> I, I want her to just be dropping it on its head and like dusting it off. It's like, ah, go sit in the drawer and <laughs> yelling at us, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, this this is your this is your future stepdaughter. Come on. I want no. Chloe to actually pull a guilt trip on her. But uh, uh, it, it's it's just it, it's slightly funny at times, but mostly just not funny. And like I'm with Chappelle here. For a couple reasons. One, uh, you can hear this baby crying from the ground floor and they're on the second floor. Like that's disturbing. Forget about nobody can do her job. How about nobody else can do their job here because there's a baby screaming? Like I, I, I've never had a baby in my workplace. Uh, but if, if you've ever been anywhere in public and a baby's crying, I, mean, I live in a home where, where toddlers cry. And I can't even tell you how many times Jamie but like, I just want to be able to have a conversation without somebody crying in the middle of it. Like, the plane I this- caught back from America the other week had some very vocal babies on it. And trust me, if the opening a door on a plane didn't kill everyone else, I would have been very tempted <laughs> to open it and throw that fucking baby out of it. Yeah, like it, it is not good for anybody else's morale or, or even their productivity to be working with a baby screaming here. Now, on top of that, unless people have 24-hour shifts in 24 Chloe's other person, like the other shift of Chloe's job 
should be on by now. We're like double, we're 12 hours in almost. Yeah. I, I guarantee that, that they don't just close down Chloe's department when she goes home for the day to feed the baby or whatever it's like, she does. It's a good point you make. Cause I mean, seriously, like every now and then you'll have a, all a new shift coming on, but like, Chloe's always working for 24 hours. Like, I get it all the day. Like, it's a long day. Like, you know, this is part of the job. But, like, I mean, I'm that type of work. Like, this is why I'd be terrible in a job like this because I'm that type of person who's like, uh, 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 I'm scheduled on to five. I've got tickets to yeah. Broadway tonight. Can't get out of it. But, Ben, there's a fight. I don't care. That's why you hired <laughs> Colin to come in and fill for me. Uh, uh, uh. I, I've been waiting forever to get Hamilton tickets. Like, no, I'm not I'm not going to do this. But it's just, I love Tony's reaction when you hear the baby cry. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like the best. Tony's just got shot in the neck. Remember that? And he's just like, what the hell yeah. is that? You deal with it, Michelle. Fuck off. You're a woman. <laughs> Why is you're it just to- the women? Like, it's just so wrong. Yeah, you're supposed to know how to, what to do with these things. Come on, just burp it. I you push know, them out of that place in between your legs, don't you? I don't know how it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put it on your boob or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, what else happens at CTU? There's not a whole lot, really. They're all just basically well, <clears throat> questioning where getting in communication with um with the Salazars and Jack, right? And then oh, ne- oh Kim's discovery of yeah, Nina, which actually I don't mind. I don't like it's um because I guess we didn't really get anything last season, did we, with Kim and Nina? So mm-hmm. kind of that was all kept from her. So this is really the first time we've ever seen Kim sort of speak out about Nina. So it's kind of cool, and I like sort of the moment where Tony like brings her out of the office and then I actually like the moment where she's in the office with Tony and just basically like, you know, when this day is over, you do whatever it takes because she's got a point. It's kind of like, well, she's breaking the terms of her pardon because she's off fucking trying to buy a bloody virus thing. So she yeah. should be going to jail. So um, this is where like it kind of, you forget there's actually good Kim stuff in this episode because then it's all of a sudden like, oh, she's babysitting. Um, so that this is my problem with this episode. It's kind of like you just, you actually get stuck giving Kim some good stuff only to just, you know, I, I almost wish that she was getting kidnapped all of a sudden because it's kind of like, oh, she's a babysitter. Great. <laughs> Strong, powerful woman, Kim, make her a babysitter. <laughs> Other than that, Gael is on the phone to the Salazars and the trope of this episode is no one's telling Mexico anything. So basically, I yeah. love it, the, the beginning of every meeting. Uh, should we be telling Mexico? No, they're fine. Move on. Uh, <laughs> it's just Mexico. Build a wall. <laughs> what are they going to do to us? <laughs> what are they going to do? Banners? Not, not send a salsa? Ooh. That would have actually been more tense than the healthcare bill thing, is if Palmer had been like, I need this wall up by morning, and Milliken's like, no, 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 I just pulled three votes. You know, wall for you. <laughs> that should have but been the... Uh, I love how, like, America's more scared of, like, these, re- you know, um, what was it, Yemen and all these other countries from last season, where Mexico, ah, don't tell them. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we got really got to worry about Ukraine, not the Mexicans. Yeah. Uh, I, I love... The, the reveal they have because they built this up for about two weeks now but nobody tell kim and uh oh kim uh so i'm just gonna let you know your dad he's actually working undercover and chase went down there and he got shot in the hand but that's all there is to it shot there the is hand. nothing else happening <laughs> but the way that like adam's like and we have a picture here the, no, no no adam don't <laughs> what 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 do i do <laughs> but like kim's reaction and if you sat through season one and two of 24 which we did uh, you watching this the first time, you know, you're going to get like, what? That's, that's the woman who killed my, my mom. Oh, this isn't fair. I want retribution now. Like, you, you know, bring it on. Like you're going to get annoying Kim. <laughs> and the fact that we just get her going like Nina Myers, seriously, 
uh, Kim, why don't you excuse yourself? And she's like, um, so like, what's going on? Like, it's not her freaking out. It's not her getting angry and getting, you know, um, uh, frustrated and getting uh, whiny. It's just her being a professional. And I think this is what I always liked about the Kim working at CTU stuff. It's not just, well, you gave Kim involvement in storylines that matter. It's the fact that you matured Kim. And this is a probably the best example this entire season of how they allowed Kim to mature as a character and just mm. sort of take it and be like, I don't like it, but like, maybe you should have just told me, <laughs> but Adam, yeah, Adam, what would I do? What I do? What? <laughs> Did I do something wrong? Adam, bad. <laughs> <laughs> why am I so stupid? Like Dobby, like, ah, I see it in his head. Why, why, why? Maybe I'll turn but evil yeah. into a hero or something like that. I'll turn evil into a hero. Yes. What's, what's, he, what's he called in heroes? Scott, Scott, Siler. 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 Thank you. I knew there was a you're like, S in there. You were going Skylar Salazar or something? Skylar Salazar. <laughs> the the combination of two characters from different franchises. Covered by the Oz Network. Download now. Well, and also um, the, the Gael stuff. I mean, Gael's such a background character at this point. Yeah, uh, I and I really wish that they, they would play up more on his... Because they're always questioning Jack's cover, right? Like we talked about that. And we're going to have the the switcheroo this week where uh, one's questioning Jack and the other one's all of a sudden trusting him. Uh, why are they still not questioning Gael? Because he's like, uh, I don't think I have to worry about Chase. Why? He's like, um, I don't think anybody knows. I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard a call come in. <laughs> it's, it's like they're just keeping it in there to kind of keep it through the fact that this is what they did. But, like, there's literally no reason for the sales ass to be talked. Like, it's all like, oh, Chase, blah, blah, because like, it's just going to get forgotten about all of a sudden in five seconds. So I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah cool. They're keeping that thread there. The thing, that I, I do love the editing, though, when it's like, Kim's like, there's no way in hell my dad would ever remotely want to be in the room yeah. as Nina, let alone work. Next minute, um, 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 um. <laughs> <laughs> She's unzipping him. Um, but I do, I do, like, when you sort of watch these episodes and it's kind of like, you know, scenes intersect with scenes so therefore you sort of forget about what's happening in one and then you come back to it any other show it's fine but like in a show like 24 where it's spent in real time i do love how like kim basically goes into tony's office and is all like so any word on nina this is literally like seven minutes after he just told her like <laughs> i just want tony to be like kim we just finished a conversation i just sat down like i literally haven't done anything <laughs> I'm changing the bandage on my bullet hole in my neck. Remember, Kim, I got shot in the neck. Um, And also, does Kim care about Chase anymore? Like, it's all like, you know, I get like her dad's there, but she's just chilling and getting, you blah, blah, blah. Oh, Kim, by the way, do you want an update on Chase? Who? Oh, right, my boyfriend. Uh (laughs) Well, I'm still annoyed that, like, we're now two seasons post Nina's turn, and Tony should be just as upset about, like, let's have a moment where Tony's like, oh, her? Come on. Uh, and, like, and, or, yeah, that's actually a very like, good point. Yeah, or or even it'd be like, you know, we've got word right now that Jack is kissing her hardly, and Tony's like, that was my job, Jack. <laughs> Let, let's have some type of reference to the fact that not Jack would have been broken up with her for what six months or whatever. Let's have reference yeah. to the fact it's like this woman was sleeping with Tony when she betrayed the entire government and country. Yeah, it's like no one actually cares because like that should be Chappelle or Chappelle or Michelle. Like like, I mean, why isn't Michelle worried about this? Like, this is his ex-girlfriend. Like, yeah. like it's it's poor like Tony's. Like, again, like, right now, you find out that Jamie is evil. I mean, she will one day. But, like, I mean, are you just going to be like, <laughs> oh, well, but Ben was fucking her six months beforehand, so let's care about him. Like, I wasn't. Don't worry. Um, Carl's <laughs> face just, like, went, like, blank. It's like, what? <laughs> like, where are we going with this? 
that's not happens in my half of the relationship. Um, but like it's it's, <laughs> it's um. Just, just leave it alone, Ben. But like, it's this guy. Jack was with her for like five minutes when he was separated with Tony. Uh, separated with Tony. Separated, yeah. <laughs> that Tony like, really has reason to be upset. <laughs> I get it. She killed Jack's wife. I understand that part of things. But like, I mean, Tony could have been in love with her. They could have been like playing. Like Tony could have had a ring. There's a twist. Season one. Like she gets carted away. She's like, you know, you don't know who I work for. You think I work with the Dreasons? I don't. And then they cut to Tony. He's got that look, and then he reaches into his pocket and he. Looks at a ring and he's like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on! It's the love of Tony's eyes. I'm Michelle. It's Nina. It's the reverse Nina. Um, <laughs> CTU. Um, I guess Chase's uh, Chase and Palmer drama is pretty good. Cool. Chase is Chase got shot in the hand, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which at least they're addressing it. Um. They, they go away in the helicopter, which I've got a question. Like We think I mentioned this last week with the helicopter. We've gone through this whole situation of like Amador's all like, oh, I know there's no federales or police in the vicinity of 500 miles. And then like Ramon and that are like, oh, maybe they've sent some men. La, 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 la. How did they get to helicopter here? And then how on earth is Ramon and all that like, oh, where did he go? We can't find him. It's dark. It's like, uh, sir, did you see that helicopter? That was our helicopter. That was Jenkins. He was doing his crop dusting. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. He always does it at this time of night. Like, like, how are they that dumb that they're like in rural Mexico, old El Paso, one helicopter, which they're quite loud helicopters. I mean, in New York City, a very loud city, you still hear the helicopters. Like, and they're just like, oh, where did he go? Uh, <laughs> It's not even just a helicopter. They've got an entire base set up. They got a command yeah. center in the middle of the field. Top of command. It's a literally top, top of, of command. command. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like um, what's his name, Mister Salazar, the the dad, who's all kind of like, oh, we're not going to leave her here. Also, did I like? I I think it's been mentioned, but I didn't realize that the kid was her brother. I thought brother. they were. Yeah. That was his son. Her son. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, there's a big, big age gap between child number one and child number two here in the yeah. uh, the so whatever. He's the dad. He's the dad. But he's, <laughs> he's, oh, no, but like, that's how biology works, Ben. No, hang on. <laughs> Wait, I was like, who's you're the... concerned. I'm so okay. I am never again going to let you criticize me of being naive. This is how sex works, Colin. It's not meant... fighting; it's sex. Who's the father? <laughs> no, I had a moment there because I'm thinking, who's the dad of the kid? Sure Forgetting, <laughs> but that's where I'm thinking that she's still the mother when she's not. So, like, who's the well, mother? Maybe she's both. She's both. Maybe it's like one of those um, like soap opera twists. Like there was the one in, well, many in Home and Away. But I remember there was like a season with, what was it, Ruby and the Charlie was the cop. And the whole thing was like, they're sisters. But then you later find out, plot twist, it's actually her mother. She like had to have her at 15 mm. and she was raised as a sister because brought shame on the family. So like, I don't know, like it, maybe that's where they would have gone with if What's-Her-Face, Claudia had stuck around like the actress said she was meant to. But she dead in a truck. Chase goes to a bunker. <laughs> He's getting medical treatment. We get this weird, like, standoff with, who is this guy? Like, Colonel Sanders here, like, <laughs> no, Chase, we're packing up, we're leaving. It's like, damn it, don't tell me what to do. You need to get medical assistance. Damn it, sir, you're, you're no use to anyone out here. And then five minutes later, oh, so Chase, sorry about that. We're going to go get the Salazars and we're going to get Amador. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of just this weird, like, back and forth between CTU. And that's what we have with Gael. It's kind of like, why don't we just go in and get Amador? And Tony's like, damn it, I got shot in the neck. And we can't 
go get them because we don't know where they are. And then Jack has the open line, so they're off hiding in the bushes and they've got dirt in their face. Uh, I mean, again, look, I like Chase. Setting it up, they're going to give something to him to do. Hi, Jamie. Um, hi. <laughs> hi. Uh, <laughs> I know you're evil, by the way. I'm on to you. Um, <laughs> but, like, um, I lost where I was going. I was so distracted by your wife carrying laundry. Um, <laughs> the point, Chase, he's got not much to do. He's chilling in a bunker and he got shot in the hand. Chase. He's got more to do than a man who got shot in the hand and gasoline poured all over the open wound should have to do. He's Hello. Literally- How are you doing, Remy? <laughs> <laughs> I so love Colin's father. And say, oh, hello, it's Remy, one of my beloved children. Um, but, like, it, it's I, I, the scene when they're all setting up ready to go, you know, where the army. Like, I love how Chase is full on holding this rifle. He got shot in the hand. Like, Tony getting shot in the neck is hilarious. Like, it's, you know, he collapsed once and now he's fine. But I guess, like, you can pass the neck off, put a turtleneck on, you don't even remember it's there. This is a hand. And was this, was it his, his like, right hand, was it? I don't know. Is it the same hand that gets chopped off? We'll have to keep an eye on that. But, like, it's, like, he got shot in the hand. <laughs> You know what actually bothers me about this is that he talks his way. I actually kind of like the back and forth between him and Colonel Sanders here. Uh, who is this guy? Keep talking. I need to find out who this guy is. The way that he like talks his way into going on this mission, the guy, Colonel Sanders basically says, no, you're in no way fit for duty. And Chase basically holds up his hand with a hole in it and <laughs> says, it's observation, not tactical. And the guy's like, all right, give him a gun. Like, why does he have your your entire argument was you can't even hold a gun, sir. So why is he giving him a gun if it, he just talks his way into this by saying, I'm not doing anything tactical. It's only going to be observation. Yeah, and they're like bros. Like, it's Captain Reese or Captain Rice. I can't remember what they pronounce it. Um, oh, played by the esteemed Rick Ravenello. That's who it is. Love Rick Ravenello. Has appeared in such shows as Monk. Desperate Housewives and Weeds. <laughs> um, remember Weeds? Did you ever watch Weeds? No. That was on no. HBO or... Wasn't it she was a drug-dealing mum? Wasn't that around, like... Was that before Breaking Bad? I the think it was pre-Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the, Sexist America, the women one doesn't do as well. <laughs> but then, like, it did all right. It won awards, didn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it was a big deal. It's not Breaking Bad, but probably because it doesn't... It's not as good. I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, the, uh, the, the, the pedo storyline, uh, Claudia's dad, uh, <laughs> slash husband. <Pedo>? What? Uh, <laughs> well, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's your father. I mean, I don't know how old she is, but. So it automatically let, makes her a pedo? What? Well, how old do you think Claudia is here? I mean, I doubt she's like, you know, older than 24, 25 and her brother slash son is like, what, 10? But, but, okay, so back up. But like, uh, oh, by the way, Rick Ravenel is from Nova Scotia. Good for him. But like, so hang on. How does this make the dad a pedo? He's the dad. Yes, but we're saying that he's also the father, that uh, that that he slept with Claudia and that Claudia is the mother, right? I wasn't implying that. That's why I was asking who's the father. That's why oh, I that's didn't know I who the Im- father was. That's what I was implying. <laughs> doesn't make him a pedo. Like, well, if Claudia is 25 years old and her brother slash son is 10, I'm pretty sure that would make him a pedo. I don't think he's 10. He's like about eight. So that's legal. 16, 17. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, in, in Ben's mind, <laughs> 14 would be okay. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> now that we're over that, um, I, I said how last week I love the fact that, uh, <laughs> that Sorry, Claudia was confused like, about this hidden pedo story in season three. Like, you're all <laughs> I, I completely thought that's what you were talking, because that's where no. I was going with it. 
I'm like, well, she's the mother and the sister. That's your telenovela, you know? This is like I, Jurassic is World Dominion. Son. Like, she's just immaculate conception. <laughs> I'm trying to piece together what Jurassic World Dominion has to do with it. But, uh, what Star Wars? pedophilia has to do with this? <laughs> Anyways, Claudia is the mother. Uh, <laughs> but... I loved how last week they they did like her death kind of off cam, not off stream, but off camera. And they just sort of left it because like you can only deal with so much drama in 24. You don't need, you know, her her son slash brother and her dad slash husband mourning over her dead body. Uh, and, and even this week when they just cut in, it's like, what are we going to do about Claudia? We can't leave her like this. I like that. I like that they're like, okay, let's just not deal with this on camera. But when Chase says, there's no time. You got to go. Claudia would want you to go. I'm thinking you have a chopper that was brought for three. You're not going far. Is there any reason you can't take her body with you for a proper burial? Leave no woman behind. Like, no, 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 no. We can't. She could be carrying the virus. Like there's no explanation given as to why they have to leave Claudia's body rotting in the back of a pickup truck. Cause they can only fit so many people on that helicopter. It's that simple. So. Which they said, bring a helicopter. I've got three passengers i'm bringing with me he literally gave the number when he called the helicopter in i'm weirdly obsessed with rick ravenello by the way from nova scotia so his um <laughs> twitter account he's not following anyone he's got 92 followers joined in march 2009 but hasn't tweeted anything okay uh his instagram at the real rick ravenello is private so you can't follow him um and i've also got here rick ravenello's uh linkedin so uh his experience is an actor Actor self-employed and repeat written words sometimes. He's a Christian conservative. Uh, so cool. When the mood Rick. strikes him. Yeah, exactly. So um, Nova Scotia's own. Who is the most famous person from Nova Scotia? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're one of the greatest Canadian bands of all times from Nova Scotia, Sloan. Um, um, is that from band. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> no, well, I'm sure that's where they got the name. <laughs> they might have gotten the name. <laughs> if I Google most famous persons from Nova Scotia, we've got Elliot Page, Paige Fletcher, uh, Joseph Howe, Chase Tang, William C. Borat, Cindy. I've never heard of any of these people. So Sloan um, is the most famous. Elliot Page. Sarah McLaughlin is from Nova Scotia. Oh, there Sydney you go. Crosby is from Nova. Okay. Nathan oh. McKinnon. Um, there you go. Ryan Hemsworth. Is that like the... <laughs> Cousin of what? Um, gymnast they're, Ellie they're, Black. I love oh, how they Ellie order Black's this. Like, I love how like they literally don't put this in any form of order. Like, if I'm to put the most famous person in Nova Scotia, I'm pretty sure I'm leading with Sidney Crosby. Um, well, but where, no, let's put him like Ravinello? eight down the list. Who? Oh, Rick. Rick <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the guy we've just been talking about. But the reason why we're on this conversation, Ben. Oh, he's there. He's like all the way down this list between uh, Cindy Sampson and Ty Olsen. He's second last on this list. Um, wow. Jesus. I, I just, I appreciate Sydney Crosby. He's like so far down. Anyway, uh, rabbit hole. Um, hello, Rick, if you're listening. I'm sure you're not. Um, Palmer drama. So Sherry's in. Uh, Wayne's calling Alan Milligan, darling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just what are you doing Wayne you're parking my wife this is between you and I no no it's not I'm dramatic and I'm in my dinner coat dressing gown 
thing, which is like maroon with like gold leaf on it. Like, I mean, <laughs> what's he wearing? I don't, I don't I, like, I really had fond memories of, of this guy just being kind of, you know, a fun, powerful character. But like the more I watch Alan Milliken, he's so silly. <laughs> Why are you calling me at 11 o'clock at night? Darling, I'm tired. I'm old. I need to go to sleep. I've already gotten the healthcare bill three votes away from it, darling. Um, but I love, like, David just walks in. Who on the phone to Wayne? It's like, oh, no one. Hello, Alan. I don't know why David Palmer's James L. Jones all of a sudden. Um, but Alan, Racist. I am your father. Um, not just because they're black. Um, <laughs> God, you're the racist. Um, but... Uh, that's where I'm going. Uh, so Sherry comes in. Hello, Sherry. You're looking well. You look <laughs> different. What does she it's say? The, like, it's the look- bangs, isn't it? <laughs> say, you look calm or something like that. Um, it's like yeah, she's like well, tired maybe, not calm. I've been fucking a younger man uh, from Mexico. <laughs> he may or may not be the father of a daughter of a pedophile or whatever it is uh, but i kind of i like this scene between the two of them where it's like she's just basically like oh yes the last three years of my life have been hard thanks for you know keeping me out of public scrutiny in jail lol um also again she literally must live next door to this hotel because it's like when's sherry getting here five minutes jesus all right yeah. <laughs> sherry's just in this hotel she's just like oh where's david staying i'm here um but basically palmer explains everything and I love how just conveniently David's like, you knew things about Alan and you kept them from me. It's like, well, I just didn't want you to know. Well, I need you to know. Well, I've got one thing, but it's a big one. Well, I know, Sherry, get to your office. Um, so she, it's basically season two starting again. Like, you yeah. know, like get down. And I love how like Sherry's calling these people at like 1130 at night. And she's like getting yelling at that woman. It's like, I know. Listen, sweetheart, I know you told me that he's out, but I did. Like, I love Sherry so much. But I love the uh, Sherry and Wayne. Like, I love this little moment oh, yeah. between the two of them where it's kind of like, Wayne, Sherry, how are you doing? And they're straight away at each other's throats. And I love just Sherry sitting down and going like, eh, don't play this game. We know we're too good at it. Cut to the chase. What do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. Um, and I love, like, Sherry basically being like, yeah, well, you got to you do this mess. You know, you bastard, Wayne. Um, and I don't even think we even really achieve anything here. We just get Wayne and... Sugar um, balls. Shikran, Frickran Falls, whatever it is, because um, Milligan calls up, How dare you, David? Don't call me up on this, you bastard. Like, this is evil. Evil, I tell you. <laughs> and I, I love, like, tough Palmer. Just like, you played this game, I'm going to rip you on you, one bastard. <laughs> so just like, <laughs> you think that losing your healthcare vote is the first thing here? Like, you don't know I'm going to stop the wall from being built. You watch. Um... Roe vs. Wade. I'm going to repeal it. Um, <laughs> too soon. Um, but, yeah, that's basically all we get. It's just, it, it's. this is the thing. You say nothing happens in this episode. You're right. Nothing happens in this Palmer drama. But I like it because I just kind of like this standoff. And it's like, again, I question the fact that Palmer's literally having a moment here where he's all like, yes, maybe you should call the president of Mexico, Mr. President. No, I don't think so. Alan Milligan on the phone. Ha ha, you suck, Alligan. Get me the president of Mexico. <laughs> like, he's got some balls. He's kind of like freaking um, Walt in Breaking Bad that he's all of a sudden gets horny when all of a sudden he starts, like, killing yeah. people. 
So he's kind of like, Palmer's like, oh, no, no, no. I can't tell the president of Mexico. You suck, Alicant. Get me the Mexican president. <laughs> you twice have now called him Alicant. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, Alicant. <laughs> Alicant. 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 <laughs> Alicant. It's You're over, my Alicant. brother, Alicant. <laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> he can literally say this when it's kind of like, I warn you, David, if you open this can of worms, you won't be friends with him anymore. He died the moment he became Darth Vader. <laughs> you were meant to help me with the healthcare bill, not destroy it. <laughs> you, didn't I kill you didn't kill Alakin. I did. <laughs> then you are no longer my friend. See you later, Darth. <laughs> <laughs> you are my brother, Alakin. I loved you. <laughs> It's all David Palmer's fault. <laughs> you were to- okay. Anyway, um, yeah, that's Palmer drama. I stole the votes, and not just the men, but the women's votes and the children's votes. <laughs> I don't like healthcare. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. <laughs> we, you know, I just side. Bar here. Uh, we considering uh, all we the watched- front bars that we've been stuck <laughs> yeah. on for this half an hour. Don't break the cycle, Colin. We've been on topic for so long. Nova Scotia's famous people. <laughs> um, we watched Attack of the Clones last night, and nothing brought me more joy than uh, Jamie, who's always not been like so critical of Hayden Christensen in Star Wars, but been like, oh, I don't like this guy. Oh, he's not that good. Oh, he's kind of divorce whiny. her. What, divorce her. Whatever. What everybody else has always spent 20 years complaining about Hayden Christensen. She's watching the movie. She goes, yeah, you know, like there's something really creepy about him. And she's like, yeah, there's something like so obnoxious and whiny about him. But like he's doing it really well. I'm like, you finally got the point. <laughs> this is what Anakin is. If he's whiny and he's obnoxious and, he, and then she's like, oh, you know, he, he's just he plays such a, a 19 year old kid so well. Like he he's immature. He's cocky. He's arrogant. But, it, you know, he, he's also charming. I'm like, yes, that's why Hayden Christensen's so great. He's playing a 19 year old Jedi. He's not playing what people imagine Darth Vader would be like. You and Noah are just watching Star Wars. Noah messages tonight was all like, oh, I'm watching A New Hope. And it's like, OK, everyone's watching Good. Star Wars. Good. Should all be. Let's just. Are you, <laughs> are you going to go through all of them and go through the sequels as well, or? Yeah, well, we we planned to do that last year. We started chronologically. We got through like episodes four, five, or chronologically, not chronologically, uh, order of release. We did episodes four, five, and six, and uh, now we're doing episodes one, two, and three. But I'm feeling like, yeah, maybe maybe I'll rewatch Obi Wan again, and then I'll do Rogue One, and then I'll do Solo and or other order around. So maybe we'll see how long Jamie actually keeps her attention span. I know she's not going to keep her attention span. When we get to seven, eight, nine. So uh, <laughs> might as well does? get it over with <laughs> if I can bring myself to nine. But anyways, um, yeah. So uh, Alakin. <laughs> Alakin. <laughs> Alakin. Uh, but yeah, the, the Sherry David scene, like I, th- I I forgot about the Wayne Sherry scene completely. Like I, if you had told me when the season began, like they had a meaningful conversation of I mean, like, you're, you're, liar uh liar you're an idiot <laughs> but, yeah, but uh i always love this interaction between sherry and david the the you know how are things with Anne? good going real well <laughs> i'm porking her all the time porking her just just porking fact, her, porked her right need, in you you I'm left gonna need like, to go yeah. Give me five minutes because I got to go pork her again. <laughs> but uh, then her hit with a something's different about you. It's the bangs. It's 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 the dress, isn't it? Uh, Nicole but- died. <laughs> 
I'm in mourning, Who? David. <laughs> Your daughter? Oh, her. Yeah, she got raped, didn't she? That's sad. Moving on. But uh, but the, the, where the line he has, and I always remember this line where he goes, you used to be a shark. Right now, I need you to be a shark again. I'm like, yes, that's Sherry Palmer. Baby She's what makes shark. <laughs> Sherry shark. Do, 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 do. Sherry shark. But like, this is what makes this storyline so good is it's Sherry because we have nothing going on this week. We had every scene she's in. I feel like this is three seasons in a row. We said the same thing. When nothing's happening, Sherry will make it something uh, because this Wayne conversations is even better. And like, I, I can't believe that I completely forgot about this. Like, first of all, they come in hugging and I'm instantly thinking like, like he's pretty friendly with her. Is he porking her too? <laughs> because <laughs> Wayne's this porking is like- everyone. Wayne's a slot. <laughs> This is the woman who betrayed his brother. Like, I I, I doubt that, like, uh, I, I, I don't know. If, if Let's just say Jamie turns evil <laughs> and Wayne. I have to divorce Jamie. I doubt that my brother is going to be like, Jamie, so good to see you. But then the second part of this, you're like, yeah, that's how it would go. It's like, so still being a criminal, doing evil things? <laughs> She's like, yeah, still screwing up your brother's life because of your still penis? Still being yeah. bold? Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just love the way they play this off. It's like, now, nah, Wayne, it's like, uh, we could go like this all day. We're, we're, we're just taking cheap shots. We're both just too good at it, but let's not do it. <laughs> like, they know that this is their relationship. So, like, it starts weird where they're hugging for no reason. And then you realize they're hugging because they're both like, oh, it's our favorite game to play. Let's take cheap shots. <laughs> That's I want more of this. I hope there's more of this. I, I forgot that there was even this scene. But, yeah, it's so good. I mean, this is what makes this storyline is Sherry. And yeah, more Sherry and Wayne. Give them their own spinoff. Like, give them their own side plot. Forget about the baby. Let's just have Wayne babysitting Sherry. That would make a great plot. That would really make this season. Sherry in a little bassinet crying. <laughs> Aaron comes in. What the hell is that? <laughs> and we, we forgot. We got Aaron Pierce in this episode a couple times. Aww, and and I love how he feels so formally. It's like, Sherry Palmer here to see you, my lord. <laughs> Alan Minigan on the phone. <laughs> I just I just watched the River Wild with Alan with uh, Alan Milligan in it uh, with <laughs> like Glenn Moore shower in it for five seconds. Oh, what a man! Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, just, let, let's let's also just talk about the the perfect description that Alakin has for Sherry Palmer. It's like you didn't need to bring your psychopathic ex into this. Like, yes, she is a psychopath, and that's why we love her. She's my psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on to the final bit. Uh, just Googled famous people from Manitoba and uh, you're number one, apparently. Uh, who who do you, like, again, this is not in order. I do also love how there's lists of people from Manitoba. It's like every person ever on Wikipedia is listed. But uh, who do you, is give me some famous Manitobians. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Wendy Crewson's got to be on there, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, actors, there's probably not as many. Um, Neil Young's probably going to be number one. Uh, I would think I'd be shocked if Neil Young's not number one. Well, okay. So looking at this list, I don't see Wendy Crewson or Neil uh, Young on it. Um, what? This is a Google thing. So Anna Paquin. Chris Jericho. Oh, Anna Paquin, yeah. Cindy Clarkson, uh Guy Madin, whoever that is. Um, Guy Madden. David Steinberg, I've heard of that name before. Um, Jonathan Toes. Is that how you say his name? Toes? Taves. Taves, yep, that that guy. Um, yeah. Where's Martin Chris Pe- Jericho? I'm not, I don't know, in Canada or something. He's dead, isn't he? He died? No. That's Chris Benoit. Jericho dead? <laughs> what? Who was, who was the, yeah, ben, the... Yeah, Chris Benoit. Benoit was right, when he yeah. killed his family, right? Well, don't yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
wrestler Chris is from Canada. It doesn't turn out too well. Um, so, yeah, no, these Google ones are good. But if I go to Wikipedia, uh, I don't know. Terry Fox was from Manitoba. Yep. Um, I, I've been to the Terry Fox statue where he started in Victoria on mile zero. Um, okay, singers, songwriters, and musicians. Um, Son of Dave. Okay, Bob Rock. Um, oh, Bob Rock, yeah, it is a huge deal. I don't know if I see Neil Young on here. Are you are you lying? <laughs> Literally the most famous musician to ever come out of Manitoba. I know He's who Neil Young is. <laughs> um, no, Neil Young is not on this list of lists of people from Manitoba. <laughs> Awkward. Wait, are you updating. sure he was from Winnipeg? Uh, Winnipeg I'm or pretty Manitoba? sure. <laughs> um, says he was born in Toronto, so I think you're making this up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, when he when he did his uh, uh, first ever concert here in Winnipeg, my mom decided to take us. She's like, Neil Young is coming to Winnipeg like to play his first uh. official because he he used to he used to always play like he would just show up at like local clubs and play surprise appearances, but like real concert. My mom took us to see Neil Young, well, and it was, yes. Oh, oh, sorry, I did, you had oh, to finish. I was, I, I was just gonna going. say, I, I I still remember like him just casually saying three or four songs and it's good to be back here at home in Winnipeg and everybody going, ah! <laughs> uh, it's got here musical career origin, Winnipeg, Manitoba. His parents married in Winnipeg and then moved to Toronto shortly thereafter where their first son, son Robert Bob Young was born in 1942. So I guess cause his parents were from Winnipeg. They care. Well, no, he, he definitely lived here because he, he even recruited a Winnipeg band to be his backing band in the eighties. Well, good for him. Um, there's a lot of people on this list of, um, as I said, Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> but uh, famous actors, surely. Come on, Wendy. Where are you? Got Ted Atherton on Traders, Cameron Bancroft on Supernatural, Adam Beach in Suicide Squad. We've been over that before. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Tom Jackson, Joshua Henry, Daniel Gillies in Spider Man Two. Is that oh, the that's, dish man? That's our dish. Yeah, isn't that's it? our dish. Yes, that's our dish. Um, Ryan Kennedy in Scream. Um, Glenn Meadmore in Friends with John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Aaron Schwartz. Do we know he was? We interviewed Aaron Schwartz. Do we know he's from? Winnipeg? I don't think it's. It's got to be a different Aaron Schwartz. This is a different Aaron Schwartz. It is, yes. Um, I know Wendy, Wendy Cruz. Wendy though, like she, not on. Oh no, and the actresses Ben. They've got a vagina, not a penis. Um, with her though, I know that she she went to high school here at Winnipeg. So I don't know if it's necessarily like she lived here her entire life. Sarah Carter from Smallville, whoever that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about her. That was uh. Mia Vidal, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, what's what's her name? What's her name? The uh, yeah. Janet. Remember oh, Janet Jan, says course. she's one of, well, she, he's just, she said Sarah Carter was one of her best friends and said, hey, I'll text her and say she should come on the show. It has been so long since I have even bothered remembering that stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, famous criminals from um, oh, Winnipeg. Murder capital of Canada. <laughs> Guaranteed we got a few. <laughs> Who's the most famous criminal? Do you know? Can you tell me? Uh, Jamie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Levin, sex offender. Uh, oh, you got a serial killer. Earl Nelson uh, was an American serial killer, rapist, and necrophile who is considered the first known serial sex murderer of the 20th century. He's known American as Gorilla Wire Man Wire. or the Gorilla Killer. 
Well, the gorilla, that's a great name, Gorilla Killer. <laughs> he died in jail in Winnipeg, so maybe he got caught there. Uh, Nelson began oh. committing numerous rapes and murders in February 1926, primarily in the west coast cities of San Francisco and Portland. And later he moved east, committing multiple rapes and murders uh, before moving into Canada, raping and killing a teenage girl in Winnipeg. After committing his second murder in Winnipeg, he was arrested by Canadian authorities, convicted of both murders and sentenced to death. He was executed by hanging in Winnipeg. Ah, oh, bring back hanging. Um <laughs> Anyway, um, so Jack anyway. is in Mexico. <laughs> he hasn't molested anyone this week, except for Nina, because they're making out for about 10 minutes. Um, the one thing that I've got to say is that everybody in this show, the Salazars, Nina, they're all calling Jack on his bullshit, but they still just let mm-hmm. him get through. Like, yeah. like, I'm sorry, we love Jack. He's great. He's fantastic. But clearly he's not doing a very good job at lying it right now. So why does nobody kill him? Like, like they're all their own worst enemies here. Like, I know, TV's got a show, he's got a TV show. This isn't 24 if Jack Bauer dies in the 11th episode of season three. But, like, seriously, Nina knows he's lying. The Salazars know he's lying. Literally everybody knows he's lying, and yet he survives. Well, like, we have the line, though, where Ramon said, and Ramon's been the one who's been suspicious of the whole time when, and I, again, I don't remember how this all plays out, but where Nina's thing is, you know, he's still working for CTU. And he says, don't you think that we would have checked on him? We know that he's working alone. Like does Ramon start to believe him here? Because we, we do the, the flip where Hector is suspicious of him. And Ramon doesn't, but I, I th- feel like I think that's it is. he's telling yeah. that to Nina. Cause Ramon's not in this much longer. Uh, so uh, mm. <laughs> like, I mean, there's not a whole lot of resolution going on with that, but um, yeah, it kind of just flips out of nowhere now all of a sudden Ramon's believing him, so it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. I feel like but, he's feeding Nina a line here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, also don't... I, the, way that, the way that I like this storyline is because um, it, it's like everybody knows Jack's lying, they're suspicious of him at least, but they're like, yeah, but we could make hundreds of millions of dollars off of this. So as long yeah. as we stay on top of him, you know, if, if, sure, we're, will we betray him before he betrays us? But... but- why do they need him though? He's he's served their purpose. Like right now, like Amador still thinks Nina's buying this. So Amador has no clue that Salazar's and Jack are even involved in this right now. Which then also begs a question here that they're holding Nina hostage. She transfers money. So basically, Jack, like, I don't know why the Salazar's are so angry. They're kind of getting this for free, if you think about it, because <laughs> yeah. Nina's still paying for this. So like the Salazar should be like, well, hey, cool, hold a hostage. She can pay for it. She can get us the virus. Then we can kill her and we get mm-hmm. it for free. So like in all seriousness, like I, there's no reason that Nina or Jack should be alive at the end of like when they get the virus because it, what Jack's got no purpose there right now for them. And is Amador a really bad businessman that he waited until an hour and a half later to verify the funds? Like to me, you verify the funds when the auction's going on because if those funds are bad, be like, oh, you've only got 139 million in here. No deal. Salazar's, yeah. you win. Like, and it, it, it does not make a lot. Like, again, TV show's got a TV show. They've got to draw this out. I mean, we literally get a moment in this episode where it's just kind of like, hello, Nina, it's Amador. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. All right. Transfer me the money. Here is my routing number and bank account. Okay, done. All right. Meet me in an hour and 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> Who says an hour and ten? But the writers have gone, okay, so at this point we'll be nearly at the end of the episode to end it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> so it's got to be in an hour. And t- like, meet me in 64 minutes. Like, I mean, like, an That's hour and ten minutes. 
that's when they're afraid of the viewers at home who are like really, really picky on the continuity. That's like, no, 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 no. It was an hour and 11. That's yeah. plot hole. <laughs> like Amador, bit late. Not, not gotta be, gotta be on time. Mr. Mr. Terrace. Um, so like, I just, I love how plot's got a plot by being like hour and 10 minutes by the watershed. You know, that one down the line near Taco Bell. Don't turn left at that Taco Bell. It's a different Taco Bell. Oh yeah. The one with the purple, set. the one with the purple fence. Okay. I'll see you there. Hour another, and another, 10 minutes. Another sidebar here, but do you think that they actually have Taco Bells in Mexico? I, <laughs> I've been to them. I don't, I, I would say they would because like when I went to Mexico, and the Airbnb host I stayed with, she was like, like, hey, I'll take you around the town. So I was in this, like, suburban Mexico City. And she walks me into this, like, a restaurant I would have never gone to because, you know, I don't speak Spanish and I'm apparently racist. So I probably would have just gone to McDonald's. <laughs> so, like, anyway, walks into this restaurant and, like, everything's in Spanish. So it's all, you know, I'm just sitting there going, order me whatever. I don't know. So she literally goes, like, oh, like, do you drink beer? And I'm like, I'm Australian. Yes, I do. And I'm like, oh, what beer do you drink in Mexico? She literally looks at me and goes, um, Corona. And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, if I go to a bar in America, I don't order a Bud. If I go to Canada, I don't order, what is it, Miller's or Molson's or whatever it is. You don't really drink that shit. Like, we don't drink Foster's in Australia. So, like, you know, usually the stereotypical beer of that country, you don't actually drink it. But she's like, uh, Corona? Like, duh. Because so, I'm assuming that. I, I look at this like, you know, if you were to have a Chinese person be like, look, they, they have Mr. Noodles in Canada. Like, they, this is what they think Chinese food is, but I would love to go to China and they're just all eating literally Mr. Noodles. That is well, a I've, Taco Bell in Mexico. I've Googled here. Apparently, they tried to operate Taco Bells in Mexico, but they failed, surprisingly. So, there are no longer any Taco Bells in Mexico. Um, they're just starting to open Taco Bells up in Australia. So, yay. Um, I've, I've only had Taco Bell at once. It wasn't that amazing. Um, but I've also had real Mexican food in Mexico and that is amazing. So yeah, that's yeah. what happens. I, I like, um, it's, uh, when I was in New York and, um, the people who I may or may not have been within bedrooms with that Colin got confused with, um, <laughs> they were talking about how like Italian immigrants, like there's so many like pasta dishes that Americans eat and I'm sure Canadians and mm. us in Australia do that. Like if you go to Italy and order it, they like laugh at you and like, that's not how we make that pasta. Yeah. Like that's so Americanized, like no, but we've got like, we've got Australian, Australianized Chinese food, like a dim sim, which is not a dim sum. It's a completely different thing. That's classified as Australian Chinese food. So you know, that makes sense, doesn't it? I, I want to yeah. go to China and be like, Chinese Australian food. Um, which, <laughs> in, in New York, like literally you you would have, there used to be an Australian bar in New York, doesn't exist anymore, but they would have what were called Australian style cafes. And you're like, well, what the fuck's in Australia? Like, are they racist? Like, what do they do? Like, and like, they would just literally, because it, like coffee would be like done in an Australian. And I'm like, how can you say your coffee's done in an Australian manner when our coffee's done in a, like an Italian manner? Like it's done like from the Italian immigrants that came to Australia and gave us a good cafe culture. So just make it like proper coffee from the proper coffee countries, not the countries that have copied it slightly. So, yes. I, I, I don't know if you um, you ever saw Gremlins 2. I've never uh, seen I, any I, of the Gremlins. I rewatched both Gremlins within the last like six months, I'd say. And uh, Gremlins 2, they go to a Canadian themed restaurant where they're all dressed as Mounties and they order a chocolate mousse, which literally is a chocolate mousse in the shape of a mousse. And the, the 
uh, waiter's like, may I carve you an antler, sir? <laughs> like the, that's the way I imagine Taco Bell in I, Mexico. I went to a Canadian bar in New York. I sent you photos and they had very subpar poutine. Um, <laughs> yeah. And basically it was just, there was a moose um, on the wall. There was lots of pictures of famous Canadians and hockey cards. And that was the night when I went in, because it was game seven of round one of the Stanley Cup finals when the Rangers were playing, went to overtime. So like we have rushed from one bar directly opposite Madison Square Garden going, okay, well, we can get to the Canadian bar because the Flames game seven is about to start. And they'll be showing that over the Rangers game. So we walk in, they start showing the um, the Flames game, but then as soon as overtime starts for the New York, the Rangers game, they turn it off and everyone's like, yeah, Rangers game. And I'm like, this is a Canadian bar. <laughs> like, like I'm, I know I'm in New York. I get the Rangers love, but also can one TV show the Flames game? Just one? I'll go watch it in the back. No, everyone had to show the Rangers game. Anyway, um, how do we even get on that topic? The point Taco is, Bell. <laughs> have you had Taco Bell? Yeah, I had Taco Bell, I, I think, like 20, 25 years ago, once or twice. But like, <laughs> as soon enough. as you, it's, well, it, I had no problem with it at the time, but it's like, it's like Orange Julius. I don't know if you ever had Orange Julius, but like, uh, Orange Julius. Yeah, I had, it was in Canada, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like back in the day, Orange Julius, like, wow, this is incredible. But then you have a million smoothie places. So you're like, mm. Orange Julius, like that's like the McDonald's of smoothies. Taco Bell is like the McDonald's of now there's real Mexican food or real Canadian Mexican food. What is your favorite fast food? Is in like fast food chain? Like, do you have what's the one that you like? Hello, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> we've done, done anything bad lately <laughs> we should be worried about. Uh, <laughs> what's his name, Colin? Oh, she's, she's, she's looking at me. No, you're a villain, apparently. <laughs> Anyways. Why, just because I bring stuff into the movie theater sometimes? <laughs> she sneaks she sneaks oh, drinks and candy into movie theaters canadian no. theater uh, goers listen to her evil ways <laughs> she sneaks chips and chocolate bars and nothing noisy you got to be considerate evil. Even, even, even somebody breaking the rules in canada has to be polite about it um what was i talking about oh you're asking my favorite, favorite fast, food uh, chain. fast food i mean i can't eat almost any of them now, but I mean, I loved Subway. Like I loved, loved Subway growing up. Um, They do have gluten-free subs now, but it's like, it costs a fortune. So it's not really worth it. But it's for like burger places. I always loved Wendy's. Wendy's was the best. I don't know if you ever had Wendy's. Um, He's never had it. I had it. I've had it like once or twice in America. Wendy's in Australia is basically like our Dairy Queen. Like that's a version of Dairy Queen. It's like an ice cream place. So we don't like do burgers at our Wendy's. So every time I see a Wendy's in America, I get confused. Like, oh, they just sell ice cream. Like, no, it's a burger place. Um, Too much meat. I think I had a Wendy's burger once. I'm like, fuck, this has got way too much meat in it. Like I like my meat. But I was like, whoa. I think they even had one called like the Meatinator or something like that. Yeah, I think I had that. I think that's what I had. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this. Um, I love McDonald's. I don't care. McDonald's gets shit. I love McDonald's. McDonald's is great. But when I'm actually in America, like um, Chick Fil A, oh, that's that's some good stuff there. Although I fell in love with Popeyes when I was in New York. Great, good chicken. If you've ever had Popeyes, they only opened one for the first time like within the last two years here, and of course I can't oh. eat it. Oh, if you when you when you gluten thing when you get over this little fake thing when, you do, when I get um, over my disease <laughs> when, you, when you move on from this you know oh, I've got gluten whatever the fuck it is um, Popeyes good very good um, but no Chick Fil A number one Popeyes might be number two McDonald's up there go go McDonald's uh, Oz Network proud sponsored by McDonald's and 
and Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. Um, KFC is not big in North America, huge in Australia. I do love good KFC, but the problem with KFC is they serve Pepsi and fuck Pepsi. So when in New Zealand, KFC had Coke. So KFC much better in New Zealand than it is everywhere else in the world because fuck Pepsi. Just saying. Do you like Pepsi right. or Coke better, Colin? I prefer Coke over Pepsi, but I'm not really a uh, you know, huge fan of either of them. Correct answer on the Coke. Anyway, um, so <laughs> these are why these episodes go for like an hour. Um, this, is, this is what we should be talking about in our Patreon episode when we record it tomorrow. Like, this is what you don't like. Do you like Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> oh, on another side, side, side tangent, I sent you the video uh, the time of recording this. The British Grand Prix was on and Tom Cruise was there. Very polite, man. Yeah. Uh, apparently, County Reese was also there. So, Jesus, oh. you and Jamie should have gone there. You guys would have been jizzing everywhere. <laughs> well, but that, I want to see if there was footage of those two meeting. Like, I mean, well, they were in a movie together, weren't they? Weren't they in that vampire movie? Were they in that uh, one? Was that them together? No, 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 it was Brad Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise oh. and that. But yeah, they both no did Keanu. a vampire movie about the same time, though, didn't they? I, oh, yeah, because Keanu Reeves did the Bram Stoker as Dracula, which was uh, around the same time, yeah. An interview with a vampire is what Tom Cruise did, right? That was the Tom Cruise. You know, he didn't even know he was in that movie until two years later. <laughs> I just watched Bowfinger. Great movie. Um, yes, anyway, so Jack and Nina are making out. Um, basically, he pins... I love how he pins it down with, like, a piece of wood because he's got wood himself. Um, he's all like, damn it, Nina. We're going to get this together. Great. Um, the Salazars are having fights with each other. Um, Hector wants to get out of it because Cloudy is dead. Uh, Ramon's all like, stop being a little bitch and fucking do as you're told. Um, Amador calls an hour and ten minutes. I love the whole sequence when they've got the little vial of the virus. Like, geez, the prop department of 24 this week. We're like, okay, we need to have a vial of the virus. What can we do? I want green snot with a bit cloudy. All right, that definitely would look like a virus. Absolutely. Um, so they're getting all that ready. We actually get Amador speaking Ukrainian, which, okay, I know how this plot goes. This may or may not be actually a real virus. Like, is this, like, I think this is all for show, isn't it? Because, like, Saunders has the virus, spoiler alert. So, like, why are these people in private going like, yes? May I, I kind of picture it as Amador going like, yes, this looks like a real virus, like tilting it side to yeah. side. And he's all like, niet, 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 Russia, Russia, invade, invade. Like just, you know, buggers. And when he's on the phone to that Ukrainian person, I reckon I reckon that's Saunders. I reckon he's just speaking Ukrainian with him. And he's just like, yes, I speak Ukrainian, Saunders, <laughs> you beautiful man. I don't know. I don't know if you have any. Well, they, and those. they do. They do finally. It's taken what four episodes, but they finally identify somebody at CTU says uh, this guy Amador is working for the Ukrainians. So they, they, it's taken this long to identify. That's not what Ukrainian sounds like. Let's say he's <laughs> British working for the Ukrainians. Which and then like if this all goes down and they launch it, like I mean. Having watched last season, they're launching fucking nukes and bombs pretty quickly when a nuke goes off. So if all of a sudden there's a t- like, are they fucking invading Ukraine? Have we just gotten foreshadowing here yeah. 20 years early? Like, I mean, come on, beep and system, Palmer. Like, just fucking invade Ukraine. He was doing it before it was cool. Um, <laughs> he was the original Putin. <laughs> just a shout out to Vlad if you're listening. Keep those shirtless pictures going well. Um, so... This all leads uh, to a big confrontation between the Salazar brothers, which is a great scene. I love the ending of this episode. 
Um, I should mention. I did mention Jack rings up CTU and has an open line so they can find out where he is. That yeah. sort of was uh, tied in with CTU. But uh, Ramon comes into this uh, building, big standoff with Hector. Well, Hector comes in, big standoff with Ramon, and basically Hector's all like, "No, I'm not doing this anymore. Bye." And Ramon shoots him in the back. And unlike yeah. other people who get shot in this season, he dies. Um, so he's not coming back from that. Which I've got to, like, I love this scene. I, I mean, potential top five scene. I, I love kind of the tension of this. I love I like facial acting from Keith Sutherland and Sarah Clark. Like, I love kind of the way they're looking at this going, like, what the hell's going on right now? Um, why, like, can't he just let Hector go? Like, what does it matter if Hector leaves? Like, if Ramon still goes ahead with the deal, can't Ramon mm-hmm. just be like, okay, well, you don't have to be a part of this. Go back to the ranch and mourn Claudia's death. I'll continue on with this and I'll keep the family's name. Because his whole thing is all like, this is all about respect. And if we don't have respect, who are we? We're the Salazars. We're bigger than Taco Bell in Mexico. Like, he's he's all, like, about this. Like, I literally don't understand why he wrote, Hector just can't be like, well, I'm done. Sorry, I don't agree with you, mate. Mm. Okay, sure, off you pop. Just go organize a funeral. This is one of these things where it didn't even occur to me. I mean, I'm just sort of playing along with the drama where I'm not picking this apart. But now that I am kind of picking it apart, I would think Hector's the one in Ramon just got back. Hector's probably in control of their money. Hector's probably in control of all their contacts. Maybe he needs them out of the way. Um, I mean, is this what you're talking about, about potential top five moment? Yeah, this whole, yeah. Yeah, do you not mm-hmm. listen? I just fucking said it, Colin. Fucking stupid <laughs> fucking bitch. Come on, stop eating Taco Bell and listen to your co-host. <laughs> yeah, I'm... See, I would have I would have come into this episode thinking this is going to be a vote for a top five for me because it's one of the biggest moments of the season. But maybe I built it up so much in my mind that it felt a little bit flat to me. Um, something hovers above Ben's head. Oh, <laughs> Are you just, either rolling your eyes at me or... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm back in Australia. When you see a, like a shadow out the corner of your eye, usually there's something big on the wall. So you just kind of <laughs> slowly look above you and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. It's all right. Kill me or just pester me. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it just sort of comes out of nowhere. Maybe they didn't build it up as much as I remembered they did. It's not quite as dramatic. I mean, I'd still be open. It really, we, we have two sort of maybe top five moments so far. And we're like almost halfway into the season. Uh, so it's definitely on the table. But I mean, all of our biggest moments are still to come. But yeah, yeah, I just, I think I had just, I anticipated this being bigger uh, based on my memory, yeah, but maybe my memory had built this up bigger than it was. I am um, deja vu right now. I anticipated this would be bigger. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> so, I, I just, something's happening right now. Um, yeah, like I, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I like, I, I just love the way. I just, I still feel it's like tense, and it kind of it works well. Like it, um, yeah. There's just something about it that that sits well with me. And I don't think this will make the top five because there's plenty of bigger stuff that will come um also heard that before but it's yeah there's just i mean again we're, we're 11 episodes in we've i've got three moments so far this season that might be top five um so <laughs> i feel like you just have something here and there that kind of goes with it but um it's yeah it's a good point you make like yeah but like i mean no, you need that as a line like maybe just have that as a line it's like hector you control all the money we must have you he's italian yeah come back with me with mario um, but the, apparently the original plan for this was actually for, um, Hector to shoot, uh, Ramon to shoot Hector because, um, he finds like Hector starts losing it at Jack because he finds out that he was having an affair with Claudia. 
And uh, Joaquin Del Mater apparently was like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. I don't think this is what, yeah. how this would happen, so let's change this up a little bit. So that's according to the official book. So, uh, yeah, it was meant to be a little bit different. But thanks to Joaquin Del Mater, he changed it. So well, that, he has it, the power. You know, you, sometimes you hear these stories about actors like, I don't believe that's what my character would do. And you're like, oh, come on. But but there are situations like this where an actor is going to bring a perspective. It's like, listen, this guy's not going to shoot his brother because Hector's angry that he slept with his wife or whatever, or helped his wife, his wife's dead, whatever. Uh, it, it 100% makes more sense why he would shoot him here. I still think it's a bit of a stretch that he's just going to shoot him. Maybe shoot him in the leg, you know, uh, maybe hold shoot him hostage, in the neck. But <laughs> shoot him in the neck. Yeah. Somewhere that's not fatal, you know, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it, I, I hate that I'm downplaying this because it is such a, an incredible moment. Cause this is the one shocker that you would, you go along with Jack, you know, uh, attacking Chase or whatever. And, and, oh, has he just betrayed his country? Like, that's something nobody would have saw coming. And, of mm. course, there's a twist on it. This one is literally something you never saw coming. It's not just there's – you never saw it coming. There's a twist on it. It is a great twist that they throw out there. Um, so I don't want to downplay this too much. Um, uh, a couple other things that I want to talk about here. There's one scene, and, and now that we got to this end – with Hector and Ramon's standoff, you really get why it's important because uh, they they are only on the phone with each other throughout this episode, except for that last scene. And they did something that I, I don't think it's they've probably done it a million times in 24 before, but I only picked up on it in this episode because I knew this was coming is they had the Hector and Ramon phone conversation on a split screen, but they were facing each other. It's not one of these things where one's looking at the camera and the other one's looking this way. They had them facing each other. So it felt like it was them in a real conversation, even though they're on the phones. It was like a little editing trick, but like that, built up you know oh there's something that's going down between these guys like it felt like they were building drama more obviously for what's going to come later um the jack and nina stuff again it's so dumb last week where they just start like you know boning in the middle of mexico uh i don't know it's just to me it, it makes it worse this episode where nina keeps saying no nah, i'm not buying it jack and jack's like all right, kiss harder, kiss harder. And he tries again. Like he's not saying that. it's like three times they go back to the same thing. She's like, nope, nope, you're definitely still working for CTU. <laughs> Jack, I'm not for like eight minutes though. Like yeah, this I know, is it's, the thing. It's, like it's just Jesus. But like Jack should be trying something different at this point. Instead, he's like, okay, maybe I'll use more tongue this time. Uh, <laughs> maybe my finger just, should slide up a little bit further. <laughs> It's it's just it's 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 the wrong way to play the the, the tension between these characters. Uh, or maybe have him immediately give up and then just come up with another cover story. I mean, in the end, that's what he does, but it shouldn't have gone on eight minutes before they got there. It's it's kind of interesting because, like, again, we have to my point about how everybody is doubting Jack, but I kind of like the moment where Jack, I joked about him pinning it down with a piece of wood, but that how he's just kind of like, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm doing this for. Either way, you're going to get this. And what yeah. does he say? Like, he says something like, right now, um, your client should be like the least of your worry. Like, I love that line. Like, it's kind of like, because like, that doesn't well, make any sense the way Nina's basically like, oh, but then my client's going to kill me. It's like, well, you already went over this last episode, but you still went along and killed your bodyguard and then teamed up with them anyway. So it's kind of like, well, it's kind of on you, Nina, now that if they come after you, because you've already fucking gone down that path. And what I like about this is that it perfectly fits into what I always said is Nina's character, which it's all self-preservation with her. Yeah. She'll do what she has to, to stay alive and to get ahead. So when he says, Nina, you're going to betray your boss. You're going to steal their money. We're still going to give you your 20 million. You get your cut. So, you know, who's, who's really uh, at a loss here. Uh, that is what works for Nina. Uh, 
Um, but how they got there just could have been done so much better. I honestly just feel like they said, listen, we put Kim and Chase together. We wanted some sex in this season, but sex. then we realized there's no way you could have sex because they're on different sex. countries. Yeah, we, we put Claudia and Jack together, but then there's nothing we could do because she decided she didn't want to stay on the show and we have to kill her. Like, they, they're literally the lost now. It's like, we, we're at episode 11. We need sex, guys. Let's start having Jack hump Nina for eight minutes. Like, <laughs> that's kind of how it feels here. Um, but, I mean, it, it's this stuff kind of works. It's just, I think that Nina just looks so dumb in this season compared to everything we've seen about her because not only do we have her just giving in to their demands here, uh, because they tied her up, but I'm still hung up on last week's issue of she came with two guards. Yeah. You were going the people you're bidding against these highly dangerous brothers on their home turf. And you're bringing two guards along. Like, no, I don't believe this. Uh, I do like Jack's escape though, where he headbutts her and then backs yeah. into shatter the chair. Like that's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, really there's the only thing that happens here is that Jack, gets untied and Nina gets tied up and then Ramon shoots Hector, but like Ramon shooting Hector, that is a big deal. So uh, almost saves the episode, I guess. Then I, I, I really feel like I'm, I'm too down on this episode. You are. This really, like I don't, I'm very surprised because to me, like just, this ending, like makes this episode even like, yeah. we get to the ratings in just a second. I, I really don't think this is a bad episode. I get what you say when nothing happens, but the stuff that happens is still, in, like, you don't get bored in this episode. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely not boring. Like, that's, I think, what's, what's so surprising with season three is that it's not boring, but there is a lot of, like, we're going to have a big episode in the next week. It's like, we're going to have a lot of stalling. And they, they've almost gone the opposite direction of season two, where it was rush, rush, rush everything. And instead of just saying, well, let's just slowly build everything, they're like, okay, we're going to space out the big, big moments, but then we're not quite sure what to do in between. I mean, you literally have Kim becoming a babysitter in this episode. I feel that's a massive <laughs> jump the shark moment, but I just I just forget about it. Like, I just like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? The rest of the stuff's good. Um, trivia, I like this. Uh, according to IMDb, a 15-minute webcast called 24 Inside aired after this episode featuring a live interview with Penny Johnson Gerald. Fans seemed enthusiastic. Yeah, so they should but later complained because of its shortness and lack of fan questions. It went on hiatus and returned near the end of the season with a new format. Um, I'd like to know if that's online. I'd like to see that. I um I did see on YouTube there was a uh, trailer for this week's episode, uh, like, you know, the f- next week on Fox. Um, and it was just the, the way they, like, edited was, like, I can't remember what they call Sherry. They were, like, TV's biggest villainess is back. And it was kind of like you cut to the scene where you see Sherry going, I'll do whatever you need me to do, David. It's like, what will she do? 24 on Fox Monday, 10, 7 Central, or whatever it is. And we promise one thing. This week, somebody will definitely lose faith in healthcare. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably sponsored by Popeye. Um, (laughs) But, um, yes, what are you doing with this week's episode? Actually, I don't think there's anything else in the book. I think there was something about Swiss bank accounts. And, oh, the set decorator, Claudia Rabar. Um, apparently, a lot of Asian principles of balance and harmony, feng shui, was used in a lot of the sets. Cool. Well, for what purpose? It's like, it's like the, the trivia. will notice those things. It's like the trivia of Sarah Clark wanted a new jacket for Nina this season. <laughs> and it showed. What a jacket. She wore it for one episode and it's gone. She, she originally bargained to be able to keep Jack's tongue, but they decided yeah. to settle on the Jack gifts. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rent it. Uh, 
Yeah, it's but like I have not been to any episodes this season. Sadly, this is gonna be yeah, my lowest rent of the. It's gonna be my lowest rent of the season. No. Um, so I don't know. Do, do you want to give your ranking, or do you want to give I your? I do because I have bought this episode. I like this episode. I think this episode's better than last week. So um, I have bought it. It's three in a row for me now. I haven't been anything since episode twenty of season two. You haven't been anything since episode nineteen of season two. So we're on a good streak right now. Um, I am ranking this at twenty four. Uh, <laughs> wow. Fifty nine. I've got this uh, above episode five of this season. And just below episode seven of season two. I, I just, again, I see what you're saying, but like, we're not really complaining about anything. Like, I, I like the tense nature of the Palmer drama. It's kind of pointless, but I like Sherry and the wheeling and dealing and the Sherry and Wayne scene. Like, the chase stuff's a bit silly, but I mean, it's kind of cool seeing him on the scene. The CTU stuff outside of the baby is kind of like, okay, well, it's connected to the Salazar stuff. And, Jack is great, even though he doesn't really do anything. And then I love the moment at the end when Hector gets shot by Ramon. Like, there's nothing bad. There's nothing in this episode that I... I mean, okay, sorry, there is. The baby stuff. But again, (laughs) I've forgotten about it. Like, this is... The beauty of this episode and this season is that you can easily forget about it. Whereas, like, you can't forget about the cougar and fucking Michelle's brother. Like, you can't forget about Terry's amnesia. Well, no pun intended. But, like... You forget about the baby. You're like, oh, fuck, this baby thing sucks, but who cares because everything else around it is so good. So, yeah, 24 for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right, 24. <laughs> this is 24. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm much lower than that. I've actually got this at 44 on my list. Wow. Uh, but still, it's a rent. It's it's not a bad episode, uh, and it is just barely my lowest uh, season three episode. I have uh, episode eight just one spot above this. Well, then, we have differing opinions. What do you know? Life isn't <laughs> like we all thought it this would This is 24. Yes, it is, Colin. Um, thank <laughs> you for reminding our listener about that. And this um, is 44. <laughs> what is it? Stupid survivor thing? 4-1. You may as well remove the 4. <laughs> Shut up. Drop, drop the 4. Keep the 4. Uh <laughs> Fuck. Um, next week, let's read the synopsis according to 24 Wiki. I like doing this. Jack Bauer, Ramon Salazar, Chase Edmonds, and Nina Myers all close in on the virus. But Michael Amador may not be everything he appeared to be. <gasps> Sherry Palmer gets close to finding information on Alan Milligan. It's Milligan. Not Milligan. Yes, it is. It's Milligan. I know. I was wondering. I heard you pronounce it a couple times in this episode as Milligan, and I was going to correct you. Oh. I'm like, oh, it's probably just a slip of the tongue. No, I always thought it was Milligan, but it's Milligan. <laughs> oh, okay. But her advantage is short lived. Oh, she got an idol played against her. Meanwhile, at CTU. <laughs> oh, my God. Kim becomes suspicious of Chloe O'Brien when the story surrounding her baby doesn't check out. Oh. Um,. Yeah. Uh, next week, I haven't watched it yet, but I do remember it as the episode of a somewhat main character does may or may not die. So, um, mm. spoiler alert. Um, well, we can we can count at this point. We I think we identified recently a character that was in twelve episodes, mm-hmm. who may or may not have been on this show. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had two actors have... from this show that have been on it, so one of them might die next week. Spoiler alert. They they may or may not be a pedo as well. Who knows? <laughs> Everyone's a pedo, apparently. Um, I love how you've got here next week the cast. You've got uh, starring, special guest star, guest starring, uncredited, deleted appearances. 
Oh, somebody just got deleted. Oh, poor them. <laughs> um, in the meantime, Breaking Bad's happening. It's uh, well, I mean, the show isn't. That's been over for a few years, but our recaps of it are happening. Uh, because uh, Better Call Saul, I believe, when we're dropping this episode, has just started up again this week. So, um, perfect timing to listen to Breaking Bad uh, while getting back into Better Call Saul. And uh, Lost may or may not be returning in about two months. So, <laughs> Nora and I have started recording it again, but I don't trust the little shit. So, I'm giving it a couple of months so we start airing them again so we can bank some episodes. So, hopefully, we can get the last, like, ten episodes over and done with. Because we've only got, like, ten episodes to go. But, oh, no, I've got family coming to visit me in Korea. I've got a life. Like, seriously, <laughs> just whatever, Noah. Uh, <laughs> imagine Noah doing 24. Oh, I don't like the clock beeping. Uh, <laughs> No one likes Noah. Um, but do all the stuff we tell you to do at the end. And if you like our tangents in this episode, you'll love our Patreon because that's the one type of episode we actually stay on topic for once, so who knows. Um, that's it. My name is Ben Milliken and fuck Pepsi. And my name is Colin and keep your hands off my healthcare bill. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)